Gaur Purnima is a combination of two words, Gaur and Purnima. Gaur indicates Sri Chaitanya. Another name of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Gaurangya, Gauranga. And the Gauranga in a short form is Gaura. And Purnima means full moon. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared on this full moon day of this particular day. Therefore, this particular day of full moon has been identified or glorified as Gautama. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance day. Who is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? How many of you know who is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Please raise your hands. Uh, well, how many of you don't know who is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Please raise your hands. So those who did not raise their hands, what did it mean? Huh? Many of, once again, seriously. How many of you know who is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? I'm asking because then I'm going to make my presentation accordingly. Thank you. So most of you know Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but still I think you are interested to hear about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Aren't you? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So when we speak about the Supreme Personality of Godhead, we actually indicate Sri Krishna. Krishna Stu Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There are four Jugas, the four span of time the, in the largest concept. They are known as Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dwapar Yuga, and Kavi Yuga. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, appears in a particular Dwapar Yuga, which was the previous one. And towards the end of Dwapar Yuga, Krishna performs his pastimes. And then, at the following Kali Yuga, Krishna appears as a devotee. Krishna appears as a devotee to tell us who is Krishna. To remind us about Krishna and to teach us how to serve Krishna and how to so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came as a devotee. Therefore, it becomes difficult to recognize him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He appeared hiding his identity. He is not revealing himself as the Supreme Personality of so, it is difficult to recognize him as the Supreme Personality because he's hiding his identity. It's not it was not difficult to recognize Krishna as the Supreme Personality of He displayed his identity as such. But with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, 
it is not revealed, rather he is hiding it. Therefore, it is difficult to recognize him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But when we look at him, when we assess his activities, when we see how he acted and how he was received, then it becomes rather easy to recognize him as the Supreme Personality. So I'll briefly discuss about these particular points and how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how do we recognize him as the Supreme Personality of God? As I said, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is acting as a devotee. And at certain point in time, when he was 24 years old, he accepted the renounced order of life. A renounced order of life means to give up all material attachments and commit oneself to the Supreme Personality of God. Therefore, ashrams, brahmachari, grihastha, vanaprastha, Brahmacharis are practicing spiritual life, but they have the option to enter into household life. The, the household life means grihastha. And from grihastha life, one accepts voluntary retirement. And that is the Banaprasta. And then one, when one is able, actually this Banaprasta life is to detach oneself from all the attachments that he developed during his household life. Household life, materialistic way of life, naturally forces us to develop certain, or compels us to develop certain attachments. Attachment to wife, attachment to children, attachment to relatives, attachment to house, attachment to bank balance, attachment to car. So, in this particular stage, one develops all kinds of attachments. And retirement life, or Banaprastha life, is to detach oneself. And when one is considerably detached, then he accepts the renounced order of life, or sometimes. So, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, at the age of 24, accepted the sannyas order. And after accepting sannyas, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to a holy place called Jagannath Puri. And when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to Jagannath Puri, he ran into Jagannath temple. And just by seeing Jagannath, he became so ecstatic that he fainted. Fainting is one of the symptoms of ecstasy. At one, the height of one's loving exchange with the Lord, one becomes totally transported to the spiritual consciousness, becoming totally oblivious of the material consciousness. And that is the time one actually become actually faints because he 
loses all his material consciousness. He is totally, his consciousness is shifted from this consciousness to that consciousness. From body consciousness to consciousness of the spiritual soul. So, seeing Lord Jagannath, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu experienced such ecstasy that he fainted. And at that time, the, the greatest scholar of the court of the king of Odisha, Sarvavam Bhattacharya, was there. And seeing him, he recognized that this young sannasi is experiencing highest spiritual ecstasy. So he made him to be carried to his house his students and other carriage Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to his house. In the meantime, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's followers, four of them, they were lagging behind. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was running so fast that they couldn't keep up with him. So when they arrived in the temple, they actually were inquiring whether anyone saw a young sannasi and he was informed, yes, one very handsome young sannasi came and seeing Lord Jagannath, he experienced such ecstasy that he fainted and Sargon Bhattacharya has taken him to his house. So they all went to Sargon Bhattacharya's house and saw Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu still unconscious. So they started to chant, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu regained his consciousness. Now Sargon Bhattacharya's brother-in-law his name is Gopinath Acharya. Gopinath Acharya, both Sargon Bhattacharya and Gopinath Acharya were from Navadi, the place where Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu enacted his earlier pastimes. But Sargon Bhattacharya left Navadi before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance. But Gopinath Acharya was there in Navadi. So he knew who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was. He knew that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality. Now, Sarom Bhattacharya was a great Vedant, great Vaidanti, great, greatest exponent of this time of Vedanta philosophy. But these, these followers of this Vedanta philosophy were naturally, generally impersonalist at that time. There was so much there was so much influence by Sankaracharya's uh, impersonalism that they used to think that the Vedanta philosophy actually indicates impersonalism. Impersonalism in simple word, thinking that God doesn't have any form. And personalist is those who believe that God has a form. So the believers of the Supreme Personality of Godhead having the form is called Vaishnavas. So all of us here are 
Vaishnavas. So we believe that the Lord has a form. But the other group, they think Lord doesn't have a form. So Sarvam Bhattacharya belonged to that school who did not believe that God has a form and he was establishing that doctrine with the help or with the basis of Vedanta philosophy. Vedanta. Vedanta means the end of the Vedas, which is presented by Vasudev in the form of aphorisms. Aphorisms mean uh, symbolic way, in a concise way. Like in few words, the whole purpose is explained. In a way, you can say something like, uh, when you say H2O, what do you think? Water. Water. Uh, but those who know that H2O means water, they know all the qualities of H2O. Right? But those who do not know, they think it's a, uh, it's a misconception. How can you write water as H2O? Probably these people are illiterate. Right? They don't know how to write water as W-A-T-E-R. So similarly, presentation of Vedanta Sutra is something like in the you know, symbolic form or uh, abbreviated form. So, <clears throat> Sarvam Bhattacharya was from that school. So Gopinath Acharya, since he was from Navadip, he knew who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was. So he presented that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Sarvam Bhattacharya couldn't accept it. He said, no. God doesn't have any form and he incarnates at times, but uh, he takes, assumes the form at times, but in Kali Yuga he doesn't accept the form. So Gopinath Acharya pointed out that no, it's not that he doesn't accept the form, but because he comes hiding and rather uh, hiding his identity, that's why it's not presented in the scripture. You get the point? Like, if it was told that the Lord will come as a devotee, then won't it be difficult to play the role of a devotee? Therefore, that is not expressed. So, <clears throat> so Gopinath Acharya and Sarvam Bhattacharya used to have big arguments on that. Like, one was trying to say, he is God, and the other one was saying, no, he cannot be God. Radha Sarvam Bhattacharya was very concerned that he saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a very handsome personality. Like you can well imagine when the God uh, appears, uh, like how will he look like? Isn't he most beautiful? So that is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, the most handsome personality. And on top of that, Sarvam Bhattacharya saw that he was very young, only 24 years old. This person is so young, so handsome. And at the same time, he is such a, so sentimental that he dances, laughs, and as if you know, like a madman. So he became very concerned that this young man won't be able to maintain his sannas order. 
And falling from sannyas is like committing suicide, the greatest crime, the greatest offense. So when you know, like, so he was very concerned that this person may not be able to maintain his sannyas, and that will be very very unfortunate for him. So he decided to teach Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu the Vedanta Sutra. And he thought that by understanding Vedanta, he became serious in his sannyas order. And so Gopinath Acharya became very upset. He said, what are you talking about? You want to teach Vedanta to the Supreme Personality of Godhead? Don't you recognize that it is his pastimes? He is acting in this way. But when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard, that Sarvam Bhattacharya wanted to teach him Vedanta Sutra. He said, well, he's my well-wisher. He's trying to uh, teach me so that I can become properly situated in my sannyas order. So yeah, I will accept his teaching. So Sarvam Bhattacharya then started to teach Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And for seven days, he taught. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just listened without saying anything, asking anything. So Sarvam Bhattacharya became a little concerned. And he asked Krishna Chaitanya, do you understand what I am saying, what I am teaching? Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, look, I can understand the aphorisms, sutras, but I do not understand your explanation, Bhashya. So Sarvam Bhattacharya said that Bhashya, the explanation, is to simplify the Sutra, and you are saying you understand the Sutra, you don't understand my Bhashya, my explanation. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, your Bhashya, your so-called explanation, is not actually revealing the meaning, clarifying the meaning, but covering the meaning. Just as cloud covering the sun. So Sarvam Bhattacharya was shocked. What do you mean? Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in order to make him understand or simplify the point, he said, can we explain this particular verse from Srimad Bhagavatam? Which is called Atmaram verse, which says that those who have achieved their spiritual perfection and they have become totally free from all material attachments, those who do not have any desire for any kind of sense gratification in this material world, because they are experiencing the joy from within, from their soul. Atma Ramascha Manayo Nirgranthopi Urukrami. Nirgrantha means becoming free from all attachment, all bondage of this material nature. Kurbanti Ahaitukim Bhaktim Ittam Bhuta Guna. They render devotional service unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So he asked him to make, explain that particular verse. 
So Sarvam Bhattacharya gave 18 different explanations of that verse. Then he asked, what is your understanding? And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave him, gave 64 explanations of the verse without touching a single one of his explanations naturally. So the point actually is, Sarvam Bhattacharya was trying to explain that verse through his impersonal understanding. Whereas, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made it clear that after achieving liberation, after uh, transcending this material nature, when one comes to the spiritual platform, in that spiritual platform, becoming totally free from all material bondage, he becomes engaged in surrendering service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is how wonderfully, that is how wonderfully attractive the Supreme Personality of Godhead is. So in this way, Sarvam Bhattacharya was defeated. That means he recognized, he was saying that liberation is the ultimate goal. Merging in the impersonal effulgent, bodily effulgence of the Lord is the ultimate goal. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu pointed out that in the stage of liberation, one becomes engaged in serving the Supreme Personality of God. So Sarvam Bhattacharya was devastated. He was, mind you, he was recognized as the greatest scholar of Vedanta philosophy of his time. And now he has been defeated by a young boy uh, whom he thought would be, uh, won't be a, would not be able to maintain his sannas order and he wanted to bestow his mercy upon him. So he went to his room and locked, him, locked himself up. And then, at the dead of the night, he saw Sri Chaitanya standing in front of him. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu revealed four arms of Narayan, holding lotus, disc, conch shell, and mess. Sankha chakra, gada, and four arms, and two arms of his sannas order. Sannas, sannas, and then those four arms transformed into two arms of Lord Ramchandra holding the bow and arrow and another two arms holding the flute of Krishna. So in this way, he indicated that he is none other than Sri Ramchandra and Sri Krishna Chandra. So Sarvam Bhattacharya was so overwhelmed with emotion that he immediately fell at his feet, accepting him as the Supreme Personality of God. And then he composed a poet's 100 prayers in glorification of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The first one goes like Vairagya Vidya Nijabhakti Shrogam Shikhartha Meka Purusha Purana 
श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य शरीर धारी कृपा बुद्धि That is, in order to teach the science of renunciation, which is none other than his own devotion. Because when one develops his devotion to Krishna, one automatically becomes detached from his from this material nature. Bhairagya vidya, nijo bhakti joga, nijo bhakti joga. His own devotion. is actually foundation or basis of renunciation in order to teach that shikhartameka purusha purana the supreme personality of god has appeared shri krishna chaitanya shri radhai has appeared assuming the form of shri krishna chaitanya kripam buddhi one he is the ocean of mercy and i surrender myself unto him tamaham prapatte so this is how sarvam bhattacharya was transformed consider the greatest scholar of that time who did not want to accept shri chaitanya mahaprabhu as the supreme personality of god with various scriptural understanding so called understanding now he accepted shri chaitanya mahaprabhu as the supreme personality so this is how we see how krishna how shri chaitanya mahaprabhu is the supreme personality of god nowadays we find so many gods and goddesses don't we may not be that many in south africa but in india there are plenty of them <laughs> they are popping up like mushrooms all <laughs> people say that they are popping up like popcorns <laughs> so many gods god days god that because there would be so many such phony gods imitation gods Therefore, the supreme personality of God had decided not to come as the supreme personality of God. Decided to come as the God and teach the people who is the real, who is the real supreme personality of God. Who is the real supreme personality of God? Huh? Krishna. So that is what we have to recognize. and krishna revealed his identity in bhagavad gita krishna revealed his identity in uh, in various incarnations and those descriptions of the supreme personality of godhead are there in the scriptures so the best way to recognize whether one is the supreme personality of godhead or not is from the scriptures so in this way through various past times it has been revealed how shri chaitanya mahaprabhu is the supreme personality of god so i was wondering the aarti is supposed to be at what time in 10 minutes huh? in 10 minutes in 10 minutes okay so i will uh, narrate another uh, wonderful past times revealing shri chaitanya mahaprabhu as krishna himself again huh? one who did not really recognize or accepted him 
at first as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, accepted him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. At that time, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was just a little child, about five, six years old, maybe even younger, four, five years old. And in India, it's a custom that when one sees a sannyasi, uh, one traveling mendicant, one used to invite him to his house and treat him nicely, and make arrangements for his comfort, asking him to be the guest in the house. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's father, Jagannath Mishra, one day saw a very bright-looking wandering mendicant and he invited him, please come to my house and be my guest. So <clears throat> these people, these wandering uh, brahmanas were so exalted that, and they were so concerned about the purity that they would not even accept the cooking by other brahmanas. They would cook themselves and they would offer it to their deity their Sheila that they would carry with them and that is how they would worship. I mean that is how they would maintain their purity. So this person like came to our, although came to the house of Jagannath Mishra, can you imagine how exalted a Brahmana he was? In his house the Supreme Personality of God had appeared, but still he would not accept his cooking. He would cook himself. <clears throat> So, Jagannath Mishra made all the arrangements for him to cook. So he cooked and, and he was offering it to his Bal Gopal, uh, baby Krishna. At that time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, little Nimai, little Gora appeared there. And he was offering uh, the Bhoga to the Lord with closed eyes. And then when he opened his eyes, he found that little Nimai is eating the boga. So he cried out, oh, this boy has just spoiled my offering. And Jagannath Mishra came running and ch chastised Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So this person says, look, I mean, he's like just a child chastising him, what will understand? Uh, so uh, let him. So Jagannath Mishra said, please cook again and make all And he said, he was initially, he was reluctant to do that, but due to the persuasion of Jagannath Mishra, he agreed. And he cooked and he offered. And as he was making the offering, again this little child came and started to eat. So again he cried out, this child again spoiled my offering. So Jagannath Mishra became very, very upset this time. He was really about to beat him. But this Brahman had stopped him. No, no, he stopped. And <clears throat> so Jagannath Mishra then begged, please cook again. But this, this Brahmana said, look, you know, I travel through forests, through all kinds of places. Many a times I don't even get anything to eat. 
So I'm used to not eating. I just give me some fruits and I will be So Jagannath Mishra insisted that this person was not ready to cook at that time. But in the meantime, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's elder brother, Vishwarup, appeared there. And you see, you can well imagine, Vishwarup is another expansion of the Lord, expansion of Balaram, Shankarshan. So you can well imagine how handsome he was and how effulgent he was. So when he came, like he was in Advaita Acharya's house, consulting, studying scriptures and discussing Krishna's activities. And so quite late at home, he came at home. And when this Brahmana saw, he became spellbound just seeing his beauty. He was awestruck. And when Vishwarup requested, please, because if a guest remains hungry, or if a guest fasts in my house, in our house, it will be very, very inauspicious for us. So just considering our situation, please cook again. So he agreed to cook. And then they took all kinds of precaution that he might cannot come again. <laughs> Twice he spoiled the offering of the Brahmana. So he was taken to the house of Chandrasekhar Acharya, his uncle. And they locked him up inside the house. Surround, all the ladies were surrounding him. And Jagannath Mishra with a stick in his hand, was standing and sitting in front of the locked up door. And the ladies were uh, playing with Nimai. They told him, Nimai, your caste has been spoiled. <laughs> Nobody knows what class of Brahmana he is. If he's a lower class Brahmana, then, and if you're a higher class Brahmana, then uh, it's considered that his caste is, his high class position is affected by that. So they were teasing him like so Nimai said, baby Nimai said, when a cowherd boy eats the remnants of a Brahmana, he never loses his caste. So they couldn't understand. Now what is what did what did he mean by that? Krishna is a cowherd boy. Krishna is a Vaishya. So Vaishyas are uh, below the Brahmana, uh, inferior to the Brahmana. So he's saying. That if a Vaishya eats the food cooked by a Brahmana, how can he lose his caste? But they could not understand. Anyway, so all kinds of arrangements are made uh, to uh, secure Nimai from not going to the house and spoil this person's offering. So the person, the Brahmana, cooked again, and as he was making his offering, and as he was chanting the mantra with closed eyes, and as he opened his eyes, he saw this little child again, <laughs> eating his offering. So he cried out again. So Nimai 
told him, what kind of a person you are? <laughs> you are asking me to come and accept your offering. And when I come, you start crying, oh, he's spoiled everything. Is and then the mind then revealed his identity as his worshipable Lord as he saw baby Nimai as Nanda Nandan Krishna, Bhagavan Krishna. And since that time, although this Brahmana was always traveling from one place of pilgrimage to another, he stopped traveling. And he just stayed in Navadip. And every morning he would come and get the darshan of Nimai. And incidentally, Nimai actually told him, look, don't tell anybody what he saw. <laughs> because uh, he didn't want anyone to recognize him as Krishna himself. So, uh, so this is how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed his most wonderful So, do you have, does anybody have any doubt now that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna himself? No. Be bold enough to raise your hand. No one. Okay, I'm very happy to see that. <laughs> Thank you all very much. His Holiness Bhakti Charaswami Maharaj Ki. His Holiness Bhakti Charaswami Maharaj Ki. His Holiness Bhakti Charaswami Maharaj Ki. Srila Prabhupada Ki. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. That is where all the glorification should go. Thank you.